0: This is an emergency broadcast of the Uncovering Anomalies podcast. This is not a drill. Remove any children and pets from your home and go to your nearest shelter. Remember to at all times listen to the Uncovering Anomalies podcast. And whatever you do, do not under any circumstances trust
1: what you see. We didn't get the countdown. No, it was no countdown. That's okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 13. Is it 13? Yeah, it's 13. I was going to say, I should stop reading out the episodes, because I never know which one uh, the right number is. Uh, welcome, to, welcome to the Uncovering Anomalies podcast. As always, I am joined by my trusty co-host, Adam. Hello, everyone. How are you doing, Topher? I am the Starchild Topher. <laughs> and uh, welcome, audience. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for listening.
2: Yes, it's been... Uh, we talked about this before when... Uh, Earlier this week, that there wasn't too much going on, except I there was three big interviews that happened last week, um for the for the UFO. I mean, one of them is Greer, which I I'm a big fan of Greer, you know, um but he has a movie coming out, which is why he did this interview. But the interview is awesome. I sent it your way. Um, yep. Also, Russell Brand had Jeremy Corbell on. Uh, I'm not sure if you watched all of that. He I did says, not watch
1: all of it. But...
2: He watched. He said some crazy things in there. I mean. Not substantiated, of course. You know, a lot of people are, are saying, you know, that's why people don't like this subject because people like him just say these things and there's like no evidence. And then uh, Eric Weinstein on Rogan, I sent you that one also. Yes, uh, he's not a physicist. I thought he was, but he's a scientist. He says he's not a physicist, although that's all he talked about in, on the interview. Um, so those are the biggest three things we did. There were other things that went on, like of course Ukraine and you know what Biden's doing and other things like that so we can
1: start Um, uh, how was your week it was good um yeah. nothing out of the ordinary um yeah i i kept my eyes on the sky but unfortunately it's been uh, extremely cloudy and rainy so i didn't see yeah. anything um anything good that was
2: crazy huh when it started on friday i mean it's it stopped pretty much it stopped last night but i mean we had yeah. a
1: lot of rain yesterday um yeah a lot, a lot of rain uh governments control no. the weather yeah, but it, it, for sure, it's snowing in in places that typically don't get snow. It snowed out in um, LA. In, I it, think. In LA, it snowed out in Vegas. I don't. I don't know how. I didn't hear about so much snow in LA, and I know the stuff in Vegas didn't stick. But up in my old neck of the woods of Montana, it was negative eleven degrees at one point earlier this week.
2: Whoa, that that's so nuts. And on on the East Coast, it's it was like eighty degrees. So it's flipped. Yeah. Which is cool to see because it just shows you how it's an electric circuit. Yeah, you know. Um, all right. So how, wh- where do you want to start? I mean,
1: whew, there was well, the, I, that cockroach thing. I don't know if you want to start with that with the milk. Oh, <laughs> and we, scientists. That's, a, that's a quick blurb. I just wanted to start out um, by saying it was a pretty slow week in terms of UFO stuff. I, I think. I mean, this is all what all we talked about the last few weeks were. Uh, The balloons that uh, were supposed Chinese passive um, monitoring systems and all that is completely gone. No more F-22s blowing stuff up out of the sky. And I kind of think it's because people with heads on their shoulders, Mm -hmm. um, you know, pointed out it's most likely a scam, most likely distraction from everything else that's going on.
2: Yeah, and you know, I mean, people made fun of it, and a lot of people were saying it's a distraction. Even uh, remember Tom Green? Yeah, yeah. So even yep. he came out and said that. I haven't seen him in a long time. Tom
1: Tom Green came out and said that. Um yeah. Edward Snowden came out and said that. Um Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of big big profile names came out and talked about how uh, BS yeah. the entire thing was. Right, and I mean and I even.
2: Even a lot of believers, right? The ones who, yeah. like you said, who have a good head, head on their shoulder, like, wait a minute. You know, listen, I believe this, but um, they're not – if they really traverse the galaxy or whatever, if they're thousands of years ahead of us, even if they're on their planet, I mean, our missiles are not going to do anything to them. And we know from the past they've, they haven't right. done anything to them.
1: They, I mean, they've shut down. They've deactivated nukes. Uh, they've done all sorts of crazy stuff. I've, Yeah. We, we've spoken about it. It's just nice to touch, kind of put a nice bow on it. Um, yeah. Hard, hard to believe that these people would or these beans, hypothetically would, would show up float around and get shot down pretty that easily
2: it's too easy too easy um, it is I,
1: uh, yeah sorry I was gonna say it is interesting that you know assuming these are terrestrial uh, we are going back to very simple technology assuming they are just balloons <laughs> with like cameras on them
2: it's so funny did you see that you too I was that took a picture of the of the balloon from on top yes Wow, those things go high, huh? It's like 80,000 feet they go
1: yeah. or something. That think, is nuts. I saw the curvature. Yeah, commercial airliners fly at 30,000? 30?
2: Yeah, 30, 35.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, twice as high as that. And anyone who's flown by plane can tell you 30,000 is really freaking high up. Exactly. And so, imagine like double nuts. that height. Double that height. You Yeah, I'm, it's not surprising to me that you can see the uh, curvature of the Earth.
2: Those guys are seriously brave. You know, I, I I can never be like that. My heart, my heart rate is just high when I'm just sitting, you know. <laughs> so they, I think these guys have oh, a really low out. heartbeat. I think they're like 40 or 30, so they need these experiences to have a normal heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I enjoyed uh Greer's interview this week. I always like his interviews. He's the OG. Um, he's the one who started disclosure a long time ago. And you know, this is a really good interview. He goes through the history. Um, you know about the Wilson papers, right? Admiral yeah. Wilson. So he, talk, yeah. he talks about that. He talks about that. He presented in his office and it, it was kind of depressing because after he went through everything, uh, Admiral Wilson, I mean, when he went through like trying to get the information and he, and they wouldn't give it to him, I guess Greer came back and gave him uh, a, another presentation. And the guy goes, you know, if we are, if these people, he goes, these, if, he goes. I can launch the B fifty two or something like there, or whatever, or B two, the B two bomber, which is the most advanced one, right? He mm-hmm. goes. I can launch that. He goes. We're up against people who can do circles around that. He goes. We don't have a chance. You know. That's so. I thought that was pretty depressing. That he know he knew about it. He knows that there's these secret projects and that they're rogue, and that they're so advanced that he can't do anything about it. You know, not even saying they're aliens. These are humans.
3: <clears throat>
1: yeah, it, it's definitely a terrifying thought. I mean,
2: yeah. What are you going to do with these people? You can't. I think here he goes through with it.
3: Have no protection over the national from the National Security Act. They cannot be kept secret. If so, here he's
2: saying he's trying to give ammunition to people in government, right? He's saying that these programs that are rogue and really deep black. He's saying they're illegal and unconstitutional, even even against the National Security Act, which you know I didn't I didn't know that either. I thought that they are actually. Um, protected from the National Security Act, and that's the reason why they passed it. Right, is to do these things. Um,
1: but this is, is there, right, right before you get back into playing that. Yeah, this is what um, "quote unquote" conspiracy theorists have been warning about for decades: the secret shadow government. Yeah, um, these are the people that play by their own rules, make their yep. own rules, and they mm-hmm. probably don't even have rules. Now that I think about it, they're no. given an infinite amount of money in a black budget that. Mm-hmm. You know, again, quote unquote, disappears. You know, when uh, reports are coming out saying X amount of money is unaccounted for X amount of money um, that was being looked into by the Pentagon was blown up in nine eleven. This is what this is what all that money is going towards.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I have another theory is that I think 9-11 happened because the disclosure project was getting really big. And, you know, he he did that press release or not press release, the press briefing at the National Press Club. It was in two thousand one I think it was in August. It was a month before September 11th. And he he got I don't know if you saw that one, but he had so many contractors and and military personnel come out and just. And, and state that they are they state their story, and then they said they are ready to go in front of Congress, um, for any hearings, and it's, it was a big deal.
1: It's not it's not surprising at all. It just begs the question, um, why? And this is something I know we'll get into. Why do we need to keep wh- by we? Why does the government need to keep um, everyone's head uh, in the sand? Uh, yeah, wh- keep keep people not knowing what's truly going on, and Corbell. Briefly talks about that in that interview you kind of mentioned earlier that we'll talk about, but let's okay. Let's get into this yeah. Group. I don't
2: want to watch this entire thing, but this this is the Wilson yeah. Party.
3: They're going to operate outside the oversight of the constitutional oversight requirements of the president and the Congress. What were some of the things that were in the top secret documents? Well, I have one that's from uh, Nellis, so called Area 51 area where there was a security alert probably some civilian groups oh yeah this trying is good. to see what was going on there and uh, <laughs> it has the distribution list.
2: Okay, so this is important. Why this is this is how he got Wilson to go find these projects. So this this top secret paper he's talking about has a distribution list, meaning that there's these projects and departments that are secret no one knows about, right? So he said go find these things and you'll find the programs.
3: <clears throat> the document isn't that important except for because it was a security alert you know um but the distribution list is important because it has the project code names and code numbers that document which was dated 1990 um uh in the 90s i is one of the documents i gave for example uh to the president's people and also eventually when i briefed the um, j2 the head of intelligence joint chiefs of staff admiral wilson and that was on the top of the pile because i said look at the distribution list here follow that thread and so for example in the case of admiral wilson now you know he's head of intelligence joint staff admiral he made an inquiry into this based on a a portfolio i had couriered to him but he was denied access and he and there's public documents now about this that leaked out and look it up and what happened is that he was also threatened personally and with demotion. So this was all happened kind of prior to my stand-up briefing at the Pentagon for him, which happened in 1997, 25, over 25 years ago, 26. And it was a very disturbing event for him. For me, by then I was battle hardened. I realized what was going on. He was shocked that he had been threatened and denied access to these projects. I wasn't because I said, well, you're in good company. The SecDef, Secretary of Defense has, the president, the director of the CIA. And by then I had met with members of, key members in the Congress and Senate Intelligence Committee. They had all been pushed aside and denied access. So by then I had already accepted this new paradigm of there being, as Senator Enui said, and I'm quoting: "There's a secret government with its own air force, its own navy, its own funding mechanism that's above the law and free from the law itself."
2: That's just insane. Just, I mean, and this is 25 years ago, you know.
1: Man, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, so, that's what they're up to now.
2: Yeah, exactly. And they pushed. These are one of the he's talking about the most powerful people in our government. He's even he even said the president. He said Congress people. He said head of intelligence committees. He J two right number number two guy. Admiral Wilson and yeah, they just threw him aside like, oh, sorry, you don't you don't get to know any of this and they threatened him. What, insane.
1: what in the hell is the career path you have to be on to get into this secret? I mean, it just must be like the rich and powerful. I mean,
2: exactly. Connected families. You got yeah. it. That's what it is. It's 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 ancient, ancient money, right? Like thousands of years old, probably. Okay, fine. Hundreds yeah. of years old, but whatever. Very. It's old money and these people are, are brought up and bred into this right
1: I mean that's the only way it could work unless you're yeah. you, you have to be truly indoctrinated from birth um to to be brought up uh, and take part in the secret um government like he's talking about uh, and th- I mean th- think about think about the government we know about and how many um how how wh- what percentage of it is truly like worthless yeah, I mean, so this is the secret group. Of people have to be from top to bottom completely tight-lipped, and have a whole secret life. It's just, it's just a bizarre concept to me.
2: It is because they're 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 really living in a different world. You know, Dolan said it perfectly that they're a breakaway civilization that they have one one foot in here, one foot there, uh, and in that other whatever secret government. You know, they have a different, uh, different view on humanity and our place in it, or our place in the universe. Different physics. Right. And they have different technologies. And it's like uh, I think Corbell says or maybe Greer that they are they're basically protecting quadrillion dollars industries when it comes to oil, um, oil alone, just the energy sector alone yeah. uh, when they're protecting that. So uh, we can just see it all around this. Right. When you're when you keep this stuff secret from people and you're that corrupt and it's just it's it's now. It's now all over the government. Everyone who's in the government is corrupt, not just in this subject now, in general. So it's completely corrupted our system, this mm-hmm. lie and this secret. It's just wrong. It's a wrong thing to do.
1: Well, and and who are they? Secrets, secrets beget secrets. I mean, it's not just one little white lie. It's everything you, know, everything you do, every, where your money comes from, who's involved. You know, I mean, it has to breed some level of paranoia. I mean, it's it's brought a lot of paranoia paranoia into our lives. I know that for sure.
2: Yeah, of course, because you know, people are interested in this. These are we're humans. We, we you know we got here because we question. We question the mysteries of the universe. We tinker. We we research. It. You know, it's, it's what makes us who we are. Right. So the, to keep
1: this secret is just beyond wrong. There's no words for it. Well, and then it looks like you have another video uh, kind of queued up and it, we could get into why this is so secret just to give a, uh, a quick overview the the clip that you sent me of Corbell talking with um, uh, shoot, uh, Russell Brand. Yeah, um, he's basically just saying, you know, the, the technology they're working well, the UFO, um, UAP, sure, I'll say technology. The UAP technology is so otherworldly and so um, reality bending. Like, would completely, you know, ruin all facets of society if the truth came out.
2: Yeah, and he was also bringing up terrorism that you can um, that you can weaponize. This. weaponize. Yeah. He loves weaponizing everything, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's Why what not? his show is called. You know what's really weird about this interview, though? At the end, Russell asked him about that safe behind him. He goes, what's in oh. that safe? And he goes, what's safe? And he's like, uh, okay. And he like changed the subject. <laughs> but I thought it was really weird. He's like, what's safe? <laughs>
1: and then it's toward the end. And then Corbell threatened to jujitsu him and the interview <laughs> ended abruptly.
2: <laughs> but let's see, he's passionate, this guy. You know, like you said, he's he's a net positive to this. Yes. But it's all about him though. That's fine. That's his flaw. We all have flaws. Um, at least he's out there getting this stuff out. It's the fear angle, which I don't like, right? They will have, they will have taken us over by now, I think. Maybe well, not. I'm not alien. Uh,
1: so, like I was saying, I mean, imagine, uh, and I think what Corbell is getting at, um, I've, I only watched the one clip he sent me, but he, you know, basically just saying it's so it's so weird and, and it's something we've talked about on the show, and I, I think it's the truth.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, reality is so thin and malleable, and it's, you know, it's probably the secret uh, government that's really controlling everything, everything. All of society behind the scenes and if yeah. everyone knew that it would just be you know why do I need to go to work? Why am I paying for gas when you guys have all this technology that can guess right me to be
2: yeah right you know,
1: right and, yeah. why am I eating if I don't have to eat anymore? you know it's all you know driven by just to keep the status quo.
2: It is. And to keep the people in in power who were in power, always in power and always, you know, they're human. You just put yourself in their shoes. I do. And I get it. I get it. You know, you have a legacy. You have have family history and power and you want to hold on to that. And what better way than this? You know, these things fall into your lap. These these UFOs in 1940s just fall into your lap intact. Um, This is
1: this is something I learned. um, You kind of touched on it for a second there. I just want to uh, make it more more clear to our audience. Yeah. Every politician, no matter what little letter is next to their name, R, D, I, Q, LGBT, whatever. Yeah. uh, There are only two things a politician wants, all of them across the board, every last Mm -hmm. one of them Mm -hmm. from your local level to the president. Mm -hmm. They want money and power. That's number one. And number two is they want to keep that money and power. That's it. That is all a politician does. And if you look at any politician forever, um, you look at the decisions they make everything they do it'll follow those two um things money and power and keeping money in power that's it that's so always sad. It.
2: so sad it's like it's like these desires that are hardwired into us keep us you know just unaware of you know this reality yeah i mean if because there's lots of people saying that they tinkered with us and helped create us or whatever like wouldn't you hard code that into a into an intelligence, intelligence yeah, being, something like that where it just keeps them, right? And what's what's better than money, I mean, greed and, and power? I guess it's the same thing, money and power. It's, it's, it's the same feeling of greed. <clears throat>
1: that's that's why I think it's grouped together, money and power, because it truly is yeah. the same thing. If you, yeah. There's no such thing as having billions of dollars and having no power. <laughs> 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 yeah. Let's be honest that's what happens
2: next right you get the money the next is like all right what am i gonna do now power right
1: yeah and it, it goes it goes the other way you you cannot have a you know tons of power and no money <laughs> it just so doesn't true. work
2: that way so true all right let's listen to this just yep. i don't know if, I'm, I'm this is just random let's see if it's
4: a good clip it probably is
0: How Is this being
4: used to control us and it used to make sense when they wouldn't talk about it and they wouldn't admit it i'm like oh well it's definitely true and now it's like it's flooding the media space uh. so i'm Just I'm struggling to adapt, and I wonder how you're adapting.
0: Yeah, so look, uh, make no doubt about it. There is spin on the UFO thing, but but here, you're seeing a collision right now. This is what I call acquisition anarchy. Right now, we are able to acquire these on what's called the ASA radar. So when pilots fly, they're seeing them. They're picking up on this collective radar. The phenomenon itself that include UFOs, it's become so prevalent. It it is absolutely ubiquitous across the globe. So so what happens is you have more people that are seeing these, that are reporting these, that have evidence, that have video. That's why I've been able to obtain and release a bunch of pilot-filmed video in different systems like FLIR, forward-looking infrared, optics, IR. So we have corroborative visual evidence. So what's happening is the powers that be, they're like, oh, shit. All of a sudden, we're seeing these, And we need to deal with it. How do we utilize that information to our benefit? So that's what you're seeing in the media. However, independent journalism, journalists like myself and my mentor, George Knapp, Mm. we are the kind of gatekeepers of this information because people.
1: Did he just call himself a gatekeeper? Well, as you touched on, uh, Corbell (laughs) has a very interesting opinion on his role in all of this Um, and it's something that you and i will relentlessly make fun of him for Um, oh man he uh if anyone has seen his documentaries my favorite is hunt for the skinwalker me too very very good documentary he does insert himself as a main character in all of his documentaries (laughs) and it's kind of a bummer because in my opinion a good documentary does not feature the director
2: yeah exactly the the information is enough right right
1: <clears throat> that's my opinion some other people may differ again Corbell is a, a net positive he's bringing a lot of good stuff to light
2: he is and he said some good stuff there he said see they're trying to hijack the narrative he said it you know without saying it so you know I'm actually that's cool that he said that because uh, I have a doubt that he's, he's a spook that he's that he was that he's part of that you know so it is I never heard him say that the narrative is being hijacked by the powers that be um he does, just a little bit yeah
1: he does he definitely looks like um well, you know, I don't, I don't like judging people on appearances, but just, <laughs> when you said that, it popped into his head, popped into my head of him being yeah. a spook. He yeah. does look like what the what a sixty year old CIA agent yeah. analyst would be like. Okay, really? what are the what is what's cool and hip in the UFO community? Right, and they dress him and make him look this way. Yeah. And he
2: gets on national TV. Like he came out of nowhere. That's 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 the that's the red that's a red flag for me. You know, yeah. always uh, it means your support, especially the media. Like that means you got contacts, dude. Then who's contacting the media? Anyway, let's continue just for a little bit. This was all in all a good interview. Yes, it was. I didn't know Russell just before. I didn't know Russell was really into this. So he said that he's and he, he meant he mentioned things are, you know, UFO folklore. So Russell Brand mentioned uh, the hack, that British guy that hacked into the NASA computer. Um, oh my God, uh, I'm blanking on his name.
1: Yeah,
2: McGinnis? Uh,
1: no. M- yes. M- M- McKinnon.
2: McKinnon, nice. Yeah, yeah, McKinnon. So he talked about that. Um, Richard Doty brought him up also. I sent you that interview.
0: Anyway, let's listen quickly. Yep, Just a little bit more. See it be lost when they send it up through command. So they're reaching out to us, whistleblowers. And, and I will also say, that there are people on the inside, I know them, they're Mm -hmm. trying to do the right thing. They're trying to open up what has been covered up. This is not science fiction. This is science fact. This is absolutely 100% true. So what Mm -hmm. they're doing is they're putting into place whistleblower protection acts. So someone like Bob Lazar, He can now go in front of Congress, the Senate Intelligence Committee, he can tell them what he knows about secret programs, and then he'll be protected because they have these reprisal kind of defenses that they built into this in the National Defense Authorization Act of 2023. Biden signed it. It's pretty crazy. So on one hand, you have people saying, oh, shit, we can't control this. We need to get ahead of it. On the other hand, you have journalists like me and George, and people leak to us, but we obtain and release footage that is contained within classified briefings, but inherently unclassified. So they're stuck between, you know, a rock and a UFO. They, they don't know what to do. But I do believe in humanity and in individuals doing the right thing. So this cloak of secrecy, this cone of silence is now being lifted to some degree, but we got to watch them. We got to watch them because they're going to spin it they're going to change it they're going to lock it back up and as soon as we get close to the goodies which is the actual craft of unknown origin not from planet earth as the new york times reported correctly which is odd that they reported anything correctly but there we go as soon as we get close to that they're going to try to lock it back down and i've already seen it companies like lockheed boeing raytheon they're all looking how to obscure this information so they don't get busted in the crime of covering it up from the first place.
1: Nuts, man! Nuts! All good stuff. Yeah, all good stuff. I was—I was gonna say as as much as we rag on <clears throat> Corbett, that is yeah. everything he said there. Yeah, I really liked. I I think he's dead on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it is it is really scary, and and the thing—the only thing I'll say about the the whistleblower stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Our government has proven time and time again They don't give two shits about whistleblowers You can oh, yeah. pass They can pass whatever laws and everything like that If you're a whistleblower you're putting your life in danger No matter what laws are in place That supposedly are there to protect you Yeah so even I, above- can under- I can understand why people wouldn't come forward Even with whistleblower stuff in place
2: yeah, because it never worked, right? They always they always get reprimanded, they always get punished, and that's why not, a lot of them run it's away. Not,
1: it's not just that. Who was that um journalist? And I was gonna say it was under Obama's first term, I believe it was 2009. They uh, crashed his car. He was like they, they said his car. Yeah, I think yeah,
2: yeah. he got something on, on a general. It was in yes. LA too. His car got taken over and it blew up too when it crashed. Yeah. Uh journalists <laughs> crash. Uh, so that's Los Angeles, but yeah, he
1: had he had dirt on it wasn't and it wasn't like he blackmailed somebody. He was just doing his job as a journalist. Michael Hastings, um, that's right, Hastings. Yeah, he uh, his people, you know, witnesses were saying there his car was acting all weird. He couldn't, you know, like he was just going faster and faster and faster, and he he crashed and the car blew up. And I think there was an investigation into the the official story was his car had some sort of malfunction.
2: It got hacked, obviously.
1: Right, but that—that's the actual true story. Yeah, I'm just saying that's what the—that's what the story was following his malfunction,
2: his- right? Yeah, Mercedes. That's right. It was a Mercedes, and Mer- and they said a malfunction. Mercedes is "Sorry, we it, our cars don't malfunction. We want to investigate that." They didn't let them investigate the car.
1: Right. So um, that's that little side note is just just goes to show that our government will kill people uh, to hide their secrets.
2: Yeah, I mean even even these NSA whistleblowers um uh William Binney I think his name is um so I mean, he he tried to go that route and they still raided his house while he was in the shower naked with guns. They came into the shower with guns. He goes, "What are you guys doing?" Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, he was going to release he was going to whistleblow with the NSA spying on US citizens.
1: Even uh, Gary Webb um, I believe he was the one that um, he exposed. Um, how was it? The government was releasing crack to uh, oh yeah cities in the United States. Was that him? Anyway, yeah. he was harassed, and um, he also died of quote unquote suicide in very suspicious manners. Speaking um, about suicide, you, uh, yeah, you, I was just. Yeah. I don't know if, if you're done with the Corbell stuff. We can move yeah, on. Yeah
2: we're, yeah, we're done with the Corbell.
1: Okay. Yeah, there was a. <laughs> <clears throat> another um, politically, how do I put this?
2: Uh, <laughs> There's another
1: person who was involved in <laughs> politics that it had close ties to a certain um, family that's very involved in politics and has been involved in politics for a long time that was found dead, um, quote-unquote, by suicide. Shotgun blasted the chest, his neck tied around a cord that was tied to a tree as in he had hung himself um, first reports saying there was no weapon found. And yet his death was ruled as a suicide.
2: Oh, what a, what a surprise, huh? I mean, yeah, uh,
1: shock. Uh, and it, and really I, I mentioned a political family earlier. It was this uh, death was found in their home state. Oh, so of course. All how, right. So now how interesting that these coincidences <laughs> keep piling up.
2: Uh, here, let me grab it. Actually.
1: It is it is absolutely fascinating to me that uh, they see this guy quarter around his neck tied to a tree in noose fashion, gun hole in his chest, can't find a weapon. And someone steps on the scene and goes, yep, that's a suicide. And they expect <laughs> us to buy it.
2: Well, yeah, because we buy everything. Death of death of shot. Clinton aide with Epstein ties found tied to tree ruled suicide. So he tried. He tied like who writes these? Who writes these titles? I mean, I know, I it's, know it's
1: a. I'm. I'm. I'm honestly. I'm starting to believe it truly is AI generated at this point. <laughs> I
2: mean, uh, uh, tied to a tree ruled suicide. So oh, okay, I'm gonna tie myself to a tree and then I'm gonna shoot myself. And <laughs> just then so everyone can find me. And
1: then I'll tie the gun to a helium balloon, uh-huh. so it floats <laughs> off. And it's not anywhere near me. <laughs> really screw with people.
2: So another, I mean, this, this this family is known. I think no other family on in history, in human history, has as many <sighs> surrounding uh, them than this than they do. Mark Middleton, fifty nine, who served in the Cl- Clinton White House in the nineteen nineties, was found dead on Hyfer Ranch in Perryville, Arkansas, or Kansas. <sighs> or, sorry, or Kansas. No, I'm I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. know. I know. <laughs> oh man that sucks and of course he's tied to epstein and he probably was going to spill the beans or something they're just they're just tying up knots just cleaning house yeah yeah it's complete mafia these people there's a picture with epstein and
1: ghislaine yeah it's (sighs) uh it's just it's just weird that as much flack as uh i'll just say it the the clintons get um you know everyone gets pretty especially people on the left get really upset when you say oh you know they have nothing to do with all these people committing suicide, and and then it just keeps happening. It does. It just asks. It brings up a lot of questions. <laughs> it does bring up a lot
2: of questions. Um, do you want? Oh, I sent you. Maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't listen to this this long. But I sent you um, Richard Doty, and is he did a presentation in the UK about the secret space program and just a, a history, a history of of ufology and. And if you
1: could, if if you could do a, just a couple minutes summary, I think that would be best because it is yeah it is an interview on Rogan, so it is a couple hours long. Oh wait, the Rogan one is different.
2: Oh, um, I'm sorry, I was
1: looking at what you had on the screen.
2: Oh, oh, I should probably should the wrong one. I think. <laughs> oh yes, I mean it was good. Um, the the, the problem with Weinstein is that he was he's now into it. Right, he was saying before he thought it was just a smokescreen um, for the government that was doing secret projects. Um, but that now that now that he thinks that it's not that there's something to it.
1: And this is gonna be, I feel like a very common theme and has been on our podcast. Um, it's just layers and layers and layers and layers of information mixed in with disinformation, mixed in with lies, mixed in with distractions, mixed in with truths, (laughs) truths. Um you don't know the truth until you get down to the very, very bottom of it. I mean, obviously. Adam and I, uh, we enjoy certain sources and we go through and, and listen to stuff, um, but it's hard to tell. It's hard to accept anything as fact. True. Yeah. Because you it never is. know, you know, who's being paid to tell lies, um, who has been disinformed without them knowing they're being misinformed. Um, it's just hard to, you know, because there is an argument to be made. Uh, Corbell is talking about how people within the government have sent him and george knapp um, clips of ufos and stuff and you don't even know maybe the people who are um, sending them clips are getting told by the cia to send those clips i mean you, you we can't possibly know no
2: we cannot know and it's that's what's so sad about it is it's it's like they they purposely make everyone confused they purposely put yeah. in distractors they purposely um yeah just confuse the entire thing
1: yeah that's I and I. That's truly the the whole point. Just keep us completely uh, confused.
2: Um. So yeah. So Weinstein was on there. I, I can't get it up for some reason. But uh, when YC, It's it's a pretty long interview. Um. The thing I'm trying to remember what annoyed me about it is uh because he's so new to it he wasn't looking at the history of it. Um. But specifically what it was, I can't really remember. Uh. Maybe maybe the physics of it even though he's a physicist, he's still trying to apply what we know and he, as what humans know to what aliens know. And Richard Doty talks about this. He says that we were doing that in the 40s and 50s, that we had our scientists were looking were looking at this alien technology. It's from Roswell. Uh was looking at that and they were trying to apply it to what we had. He said that was wrong. Those programs went nowhere. He said only when they started, when they tried to understand the aliens uh, <clears throat> or the extraterrestrial uh, physics or math is when we finally got somewhere and he says we cracked gravity in the 50s you know and i we keep hearing that now mm-hmm. so that 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 uh presentation was amazing that he did
1: yeah something uh to keep in mind um we as humans i think you know i'm a big um science fiction uh reader i love i love and and you know movies and tv shows and yada yada, yada. but yeah. um we as humans have a tough time um, imagining true aliens like aliens outside of our understanding because we, if you watch any of these movies or read any of these books the aliens always have human um desires you know they want to use us as batteries they they need energy they need food you know stuff like that but yeah truly you know alien life forms would have such a different understanding of what um life and they would have a completely under, completely different you know uh list of phys- physiological needs even and, and so trying to understand uh, crashed UFO a- aircraft through the eyes uh, through a human lens, it doesn't make any sense. And you wouldn't get anywhere. And no. it, it's a shame that even we're seeing that even on the, the scientific, true scientific field, that we we as humans struggle with that as well. Exactly. Yep. Do everything through a human lens instead of an objective I you know right
2: a clean slate like really trying to understand them not trying to not trying to impose our perspective on on you know something that's from far away. Now the problem with Doty, there are issues with him. All right, so I don't know if you know he he's an ex Air Force special operations whatever that was that was that was that was he was read into this. He was responsible uh, for for counterintelligence. So this is the issue with him. When he was at his job, right now he's retired, but when he was at his job, I don't know if you know Benowitz, I think, I don't know his first name, but um, he, he ended up committing suicide. He was a scientist that was trying to warn the NSA and the Air Force that aliens are spying on on their facilities. And he actually bought property that was near, I forget which space now, might have been Nellis, just to watch uh, what's going on there. And he, he, he told them that he's in communication with aliens. Now, the problem is they gaslit him. So Richard... Doty and someone else went to his house to visit him. And he tells his story and he says, you know, we were in the house and there were like orbs, like above him, like these small orbs. They're like, whoa. But they wouldn't say anything to him. But the, he ended up gaslighting him so much that he ended up committing suicide, this Benowitz guy. So a lot of people do not trust Richard Doty. That they think he's still doing an op. Um, he's tr- he's trying to redeem himself now as retired and he's doing these presentations about, here we go, secret space program history. This is a really good um presentation we'll put it into the into the show notes but he talks about how we brought over the germans which which we know about right they had a that's not paper
1: clip that's not paper conspiracy paper. theory that's fact right
2: yes that is fact they, they uh their, their techno we went over them they they had the v3 rocket right which we used to go to the moon
1: just uh, to just to mm. sum it up, sorry, real quick. Oper- yeah. What what Adam was talking about, what I said, Operation Paperclip. Then of World War II, um, a lot of the Nazis were put on trial and yada, yada, yada.
3: Mm-hmm. A
1: big chunk of them uh, were split between Russia and the United States. Um, those of you who don't know, our NASA space program was basically built off the back of uh, mm-hmm. the Na- all the stuff the Nazis accomplished in World War II.
2: Yeah, and Apollo.
1: <clears throat> yeah, apparently the um, support... Mm. The Apollo program technically should have had a swastika on the side. Um, (laughs) I think they probably scraped that off at the last minute.
2: Uh, Here's talking about, I think, Roswell. But yeah, here it is, the Roswell incident. So here I'll I'll just press play a little bit. It's crazy hearing from him because he was read into all this. You know, he lived this every day. Um, And he does say some new information in here.
4: Recovery film, briefed on the fact that it happened. What a lot of people don't realize is there was a second craft that crashed during that same time period. But that craft crashed west of, in western New Mexico, near Polona Peak, a very remote area of of New Mexico. In 1949 is when that craft was found. (laughs) Two years. found by a rancher taking his cattle up to uh, a new grazing place and found it. Now, this is really remote in New Mexico. It took him 10 days to be able to report this to the local sheriff and eventually the local sheriff over a period of three weeks contacted the army, they came down and recovered it. Well, we already had the 47 craft, 1949 we found this other craft, identical same craft, absolutely identical same craft, same ETs aboard, but they were all obviously dead and, and their bodies were decayed over a period of time. So now we got two crafts. This is in the late forties, we have two crafts. The first craft crashed, Corona. We have a live ET. We found a live ET. Five dead bodies, one live one. They named him EBA. Uh, the intelligence community figured this name out because they considered it an extraterrestrial biological entity. So they named it EBA. He lived in captivity at Los Alamos for five years. He died in 1952. But during that time period, he told us about his technology. As, but you gotta understand, they are thousands of years more advanced in technology than we are. So we couldn't understand everything that that alien was telling us. Although he was showing us things, he was showing us items out of his craft, which we're gonna talk about. And he, he, he tried to provide us with some of their science. The mistakes we were making back in those days, as far as technologies and understanding alien technologies, we were trying to compare our technology, our science, our math with an extraterrestrial technology or science. Well, they're thousands of years more advanced. They have different math systems. Now, generally speaking, and I used to teach math, generally speaking, Math, algebra, trigonometry—all those wonderful courses you just love to (laughs) take—or calculus—should be the same. Well, the the solutions could be the same, but the application of the problem and application of solving that solution could be different.
2: So yeah, there it is. Exactly. And th- that, that's why it took so long until the 50s or mid 50s or late 50s. He said um, that got that that we finally figured it out. And he died in 52. This alien. We, we think about that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I am. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm torn again. It's one of those things I want to believe, um, but it's just a guy on a podium speaking. No pictures, no proof. Um who well, no, he they know his background
2: though, but again, who worked, right?
1: Who worked for, but you know, yeah. worked for the government, yeah, exactly. and I exactly. inherently don't trust anyone who works for the government. Yeah.
2: So that's his issue, exactly. And and he, he got someone to kill himself because you know, but but that what that guy was doing Benowitz, he was really communicating with the aliens. They just didn't want him to believe them, they, they kept telling him, No, no, that's us. They kept telling him that that what you're seeing, what you're dealing with, that's us. So it drove the guy nuts, you know. So and Richard did apologize for it. He said sorry. He said, you know, uh, anyway, there are there are issues with Dodi, and you know he does say crazy things. I mean that that that's this uh, this presentation is nuts.
1: <laughs> but we'll include it in this in the show notes. Just so yeah, and I, I need I want to go back and listen to that again. Uh, yeah. it is it is it is very interesting.
2: Yeah, and you know he's he wants to bring it out. So that's how he's trying to redeem himself. Lots of people in the community do not trust the guy and you know of course you can you can understand why um, um, so yeah now politically you know same shit's going on Ukraine
1: actually I wanted to I wanted to real quick um, I don't think I sent this to you um, mm-hmm. so we have talked about the Ohio uh, train derailment uh, last couple of weeks I mean it was the biggest thing in the news going on yeah um, but now we have a lot of citizens of East Palestine Palestine Mm-hmm. um who are reporting um illnesses and a lot of strange uh you know not i don't, I don't want to say disease that has the wrong connotation but sickness uh, yeah. due to the trained derailment and you know in the meantime the government keeps coming out saying oh everything's fine the water's clean there's no real pollution um i keep seeing aaron Brockovich; her name pops up here and there she's mm-hmm. spoke, spoken on it and uh, hopefully everyone knows who Erin Brockovich is. There was
2: a movie, right, with
1: uh yeah. what's her name? basically she was a female lawyer um sued sued a company on behalf of a small town because there were uh, I believe it was their water had been poisoned by this uh plant that this company had in their town. Yeah. And, you know, and she's come out and, and and because there are a lot of similarities between that case and this one. Yeah. Um you know, it, it's it's sad. unfortunately we're not going to find not going to see any real resolution there. Uh, I mean, do you remember clear back God, it's probably been a decade like Flint Michigan they had that huge thing about their water and how tainted it was and that is not even fixed yet. No
2: nope, it's still not fixed. It's still it's still going fixed. on. yeah it's, it's well, really once sad.
1: once again, where do our tax uh, dollars go? Uh, yeah, we have Ukraine. serious serious infrastructure problems in this country and uh, none of it gets addressed
2: it's really depressing man but and and i can't believe we have someone just going around the president and just saying we'll never our support will never waver for, for ukraine and we we've given them 115 billion dollars till today um looks like it's going to go on another year which means another 100 billion dollars we're sending airplanes mm-hmm. tanks it's just really dangerous and it's not a joke These, this is a nuclear power i think Today I heard that Putin was making fun of Biden saying that you guys will never win. And now he stopped he, – he he pulled Russia out of the treaty, the the non-proliferation treaty, nuclear. Yeah. And that's scary, dude. It's not a joke. I mean if we do back them into a corner, they're not going to just give up. It's going to get bad, really bad.
1: And I, I think uh, either the news media hasn't really covered this well enough or people just don't understand – one of russia's biggest allies right now is china and mm. obviously you know we've, we've we have our issues with china but i mean the, these are two of the largest superpowers on the planet and everyone's mm-hmm. kind of rattling their their sabers at each other and yes yeah, it's, it's starting to get dangerous And the u.s it seems to me is trying to do this thing where we say oh we're not at war you know we're not we're not instigating conflict because we're on the other side of the planet and you know, we're not deploying troops, but at the same time, yeah, we're sending them military gear and we're sending them money and, and support. Um, You know, we're just, we're just as involved as, as um, you know, we're just short of, of dropping troops at the border.
2: Yeah, exactly. There's nothing left. There's nothing left. Because once those F, well, the excuses also now that we're, we're retiring the F 18s and they're really thinking of sending them all of our F 18s. I mean, yeah, yeah it's so scary that is not a joke it's not a joke
1: yeah i i know I, and again listener um everything that you see and and hear in in the, in the media and and here too a little bit mm-hmm. um, it's designed to keep you scared and not able to live your life um, you're not going to hear about the good deed that your neighbor did um, you're not going to hear about the good teachers um, helping your kids in every way that they can um, you're not gonna hear about your fellow man looking after you know your neighbor's dog or something my point is the the media is designed to keep you hating other people and it's designed to keep you scared and yes but don't get me wrong there are terrible awful things that are happening uh, in the world right now but it's yeah. not, it's not everything there is a lot of good
2: there is uh we we were taking around that the new the new AI image tools um, yeah, also yeah, last that week, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I I was I was playing around with G- Gabs from uh, Gab Social uh, and their AI. I mean, it came out with some really cool pictures with some. It was it's not perfect. There's a lot of things where it got wrong. I had to keep telling it to re-roll, um, but then it eventually got it right. And then I think you were you were doing one what that you downloaded an app.
1: Yeah, I downloaded about five or six of the top AI generating apps. Uh, just. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. It's super easy. I can feel like an artist. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, anyway. But yeah, I'm. you know, just remember there there is a lot of good out there.
2: There is. Uh, there's there also the mail covered something. Two Air Force vets have testified here. That's uh let's yeah, yeah. Didn't
1: didn't I send that one to you? Or uh maybe yeah, you sent that to I me. So. I remember looking at that. Oh, you know what? Uh, actually, sorry, I'll I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up later. You go ahead and and talk about the one you want to talk about.
2: All right. So this is from the Daily Mail. Two Air Force vets have testified to Pentagon's UFO office about seeing mysterious objects turn off 10 nuclear warheads and blast test missiles out of the sky at U.S. bases. Um, So that one was five days ago. The Pentagon's office is the Pentagon's UFO office is investigating historic reports of mysterious objects interfering with key nuclear missile silos. Who did I listen to that said some of those were this breakaway group testing our nuclear sites? I forget who it was. Not all of them, but a lot of them, Um, that they weren't really alien. Uh, But this is over the Malstrom Air Force Base in Montana in 1967, where they shut down 10 warheads.
1: Yeah, once again, this UAP technology is so far advanced uh, beyond our own.
2: Yeah, completely, and I think th- that's where they're saying, "Listen, you know, you guys can have these, but we're letting you know that we can turn these off." And what if, when this thing goes, if if Russia and Ukraine think it's, you know, just to that to that level, what if that all these missiles are just stopped, and you know, while I they're, can't,
1: I can't see that inherently being a bad thing.
2: No, no. It's not that's right. That's what you asked. You're like, is that a bad thing that they turned off those vessels? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not really. All right, we're we're back. Back.
1: <laughs> the, ladies and gentlemen, the government is on our tail once again, uh, crashing Adam's computer when we get a little bit too close <laughs> to the truth.
2: I don't even know what I was presenting there. I just it just froze and then I then blue screen of death.
1: You were on the Daily Mail article, uh, that you were showing me. Uh, yes, the out. Air
2: Force. That's right. Yeah that they um, testified these things happened. All right. I,
1: I sent you I sent you this uh, I sent you a copy of a tweet from NATO um oh, a couple, yes. a couple, couple of days ago the worst tweet imaginable. I'm not even going to read it hilarious. it's so bad, but it's just this new uh disney marvelfication pussification of um, modern society where NATO's trying presenting themselves as the harry potter of the story that's part of the tweet it's just really dumb but it gave me hope to see the replies back to that tweet um everyone just dragging them really really hard i thought that was hilarious
2: did you compare? yeah they really went after the email. uh yeah i'm here right yeah yes you're here so i'm gonna right so i want that's right it crashed before joe Murgia, Mer- so he's he's well known in the industry he's kind of a lefty so i used to fight with him when i used to have other accounts. Um, especially when COVID happened, he he believed it all, you know, but whatever, everyone has flaws, but he's good because he, the good thing what he does, he does listen and consume to a lot of, in, and consumes a lot of interviews and articles, and then he transcribes them, which is cool. See, so transcript. This is Eric Davis, and he's, he's the one who leaked the, the Wilson memo. Davis has been involved in this for a very long time with crash retrievals too, and he has interviews about it. Anyway, it's a great quote. He says, yeah, I think there's a lot of evidence that the government has known, but the problem is it's so outside the realm of human comprehension that they can't deal with it on a legislative basis. They can't deal with it on a military operational basis. They can't deal with it on the basis of a presidential policy. So they just ignore it and just sweep it under the rug and let a finite group of scientists and engineers and investigators work together to either get funded to investigate and evaluate it, or they don't get funding for long periods of time, and nothing gets done. They just hold on to the information, and it just collects cobwebs in the classified storage warehouses.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is this is what we talked about earlier in the show. I mean, just imagine if yeah. everything you knew um, about the world, about your role in the world, um, about humans in general, was just wrong. Just it Completely. was. Completely. Yeah. yeah,
2: we're stuck in the fifties, and and, basically. And,
1: and <laughs> wrong, wrong, and wrong in ways that you can't even fathom. Um, it's a it's ter- terrifying thought.
2: Could you imagine being these extraterrestrials or others, and just looking at civilization? Would you feel sorry for the humans that don't know that are being kept in the dark about this? They're treated like children, which it is. You know, being treated like children with this issue. Like ah, you but can't, see once, you can't once handle again, it.
1: once again, you're you're putting a you're putting a human lens on it. Oh yeah um I, I think truly truthfully it'd be more akin to when we study colonies of uh ants, let's say. Ants. <laughs> yeah. You don't yeah. really feel bad for them. You just know the queen ant makes all the decisions. Mm-hmm. Um True. certain True. ants have True. different roles in the little ant society. Good point. Good point. Yeah, that's kind of how I see it. I mean I have to. Um, because I would like to imagine if, if the aliens had some sort of human motivation they felt bad for us, they would do everything that they could to help people out. But I mean what do you think- I- once again, maybe they are. Maybe that's what abductions are. Maybe that's what all these scenarios are.
2: I think they're trying to understand this too. Uh I think they're just as shocked when they meet us as we are of them. Or, you know, they have the same feeling, like, whoa, what is this being here? Uh, what do you think of Chris Bledsoe?
1: Have I don't know him? a single thing. Really?
2: Okay, you should you should just uh take time and the thing is he's involved with Defense Intelligence Agency. So that's why I kind of don't trust exactly what he's saying. He also right. there was one interview he did with the, with the Richard Dolan where he brought in politics into it. Where I remember Trump gave Jerusalem over to Israel that thing, and he was he was saying that the his experience his experience was because he says he meets angels, not really uh, not really aliens, but that that was supposed to happen, and that's part of the plan. So that's when I started getting off of him like uh-huh, here we go mm-hmm. now he's bringing it to politics right. Um, but he still says interesting stuff here. This is not very long. It's about three minutes. Let's listen to it.
5: Um, the government wants to tell us the truth. They want to, but they don't know how. Um, it, government's a big thing, and it takes a lot of people coming together to, do, to agree on anything. Uh, and a lot of them don't want to tell it, but a lot do. But for the most part, is so complex. Uh, it's conscience-based. They know this. So how do you describe this? How do you tell it? Um, If if you read my book, I think you'll learn something that the government wants to tell us, but just don't know how. And, you know, I've worked with them for 15 years. This is something I've never talked about. I always hit it Uh, way back when I started with them in 2008. That was it was top secret then. They there wasn't no talking about UFOs at all. And 2016, they got a little bit looser on it. But I still never talked about what I was doing or who I was working with. And I wanted to so bad because people would rid of kill me. And I just want to say, if you only knew I'm working on stem cell research with NASA. You know, I wanted to say that. The wait, government wait, wait. wants oh, to no. tell.
2: But wait, why would you work on stem cell research? Why? I mean, I don't understand with like with him. Maybe because he's because he is an experiencer, right? And he he almost has it daily or something. This guy, Chris Blesso, mm-hmm. and the Defense Intelligence Office found out about this and started visiting him on a, on a on a on a regular basis. So maybe that's why he doesn't even say why. So maybe they're trying to see what's so different about him. Um That's all I can think about. I don't understand why he'd be doing stem cell research with with NASA.
5: What do you
1: think? <clears throat> I don't even know what to think. Uh, you should... <laughs> Let's listen,
5: listen to the rest of the clip. Okay.
1: Hopefully I, I got back to the right place.
5: Uh, the government folks were the only ones that made sense to me. The public ostracized the whole family and treated us bad. And um, Of course, at that time, the UFO world was into the nuts and bolts, and I'm claiming spiritual, and they were like, that's too much for us. But I, never, I never wavered in all these years because, and the government knew. They knew. They knew back then. They know it's real. And what's happening now, I think that in 2020, during the COVID pandemic, the government uh, told it. They told everybody, the world, that it's real. It's really real. They told it, right, during the pandemic. And and so many people didn't pay attention to it. They were focused on COVID. But now NADA, I'm um, not NADA, but um, NORAD, started becoming a little bit more public about what they're seeing and I can tell you Jimmy the balloons don't explain it all. <laughs> they're seeing stuff all around the world. And um I think they if I if I ran the government uh like Mr. Biden I would do I would start telling a little bit at the time trying to condition the public before some whistleblower come along and scared the whole world, right? Mm-hmm. I think they were worried about me doing that. So uh,
1: Yeah, so that's that's that. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, that's my that's kind of my take on the whole uh, UAP phenomenon. It's too weird that can't mm. be explained by modern science. Yeah. It's a spiritual thing um spiritual. as much if not more than it is a scientific thing. So and what's
2: wrong is... if it's spiritual? What's wrong with there's nothing, Why is that there's so nothing... weird?
1: No, no, there's nothing wrong with it being spiritual. No, I'm, asking,
2: I'm asking like in general, like why would the government? Because so weird?
1: Because it can't be explained. And as we've yeah. seen from our government, they rarely ever go, well, we don't know. I don't <laughs> know. What, I don't know what this is. I don't know how to explain it. We don't we can't, you know, give you any, any information on it. Um, well, when they do say they can't give us any information, they just mean that they're, they're hiding the secret. They're hiding yeah. the secret. But I, I just mean. Truly, if you, if they have something in their hands that they can't even, uh, begin to describe or understand, I think that's the most likely scenario. That's, you know, why they're so tight lipped about it. And it's what we've been talking about this whole episode with this, you know, why there's a whole secret, uh, government that's dealing with this stuff. Yeah. Because again, I, you know, and I keep saying it, imagine if your whole world is turned upside down, black is white, up is down. Um, everything, you know, is fake. Everything you know is wrong. Um, you know, it, it would just completely it would it would be uh, the end of every apocalyptic movie. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah. you know, it would throw everything into chaos.
2: I mean, maybe it's just they want to keep us in this old paradigm, and you know, there's happy. They don't want to rock the boat. They don't. I, that's that's sad. all.
1: That's all I think it is. I think it's yeah. just you. You keep. Um, you keep people. Working towards a common goal, you know, Mm -hmm. you want a house, you want a wife and kids, you want that picket fence, you want a good job because that's easy to it's easy to manage and it keeps people. It's not even about really controlling people. It's just to keep people uh, happy a little Mm -hmm. bit. Right. Just keep keep people sane. But this
2: lack of—I mean, even people I know—you know—I get so upset when they don't see like magic
1: in the in the universe, right? Because they don't. Be, but, but this is this is exactly what I'm talking about. They yeah. they don't want to because, um, let's just say hypothetically, imagine, let's just say again, this is completely hypothetical. What if mm-hmm. every single person on this planet uh, inherently had the ability to conjure whatever they wanted to with their mind, mm-hmm. and. and I mean, imagine that. And and then that became public knowledge. The entire world would be thrown into chaos, right? Absolute right. Chaos. Um, there would be no point in going to your job. There would be no point in keeping a, a family, any of that stuff. But why wouldn't
2: there, right? I mean, I guess you'd have to find other reasons than just making money and buying a house and saving retirement i guess you know because i'd have to have to become spiritual again which i think was which we lost in the past like when we see these huge buildings and even like the pyramids and stuff and all over the world all, all structures all ancient structures spirituality is what drove everyone to help and build these these monuments it wasn't financial Uh, At least I don't think it was. It it wasn't a system like this, you know. So So it's a more it's a more pure motivation, if that makes sense.
1: My my argument, I'm not sure if it's for or against that, Mm. but I think um, I don't think there's anything wrong with spirituality, but I think religion largely. I mean, you talked about. I think religion. has largely been used to control people in the same way society is used to control people today i mean you talked about something like uh building the pyramids out of a spiritual thing but that still was a way to control people because think about it you have to have x amount of people doing this thing to create a final uh, product product yeah it's not it's not that much different than what we're doing today it's just through a different lens
2: yeah yeah good point yeah i mean speaking speaking about the conscious thing i don't know if i told you i i started with my daughter this last week started the remote viewing oh yeah yeah so we did a chorus we finished the first dvd and dude it's so impressive it really is like it's unbelievable how accurate it is and you know we're practicing more and more so we're getting better and better but there was one point where she got one like the second target and on the dvd she got it right spot on she hasn't done that after but it was just crazy to watch and then I agreed with her, too, because I'm like, wait a minute. Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. It was a roller coaster. And what I saw, I saw whirlwinds, right, which is doing loop-to-loops and stuff. right. But then uh, but then the bottom part felt like it was seatbelts and rubbery. I'm like, yes. It and then <laughs> we went through it, and it was. Lo and behold, it was the roller coaster. It's just crazy that's- stuff with the, what your subconscious can do. It's nuts.
1: That's very cool. Uh, I do think. It's I think um, it's good that you're starting your daughter on something like that. It's easier. (laughs) It's easier to, to, um, you know, we as adults, we have lived our lives um, and, you know, we see we've experienced a lot more than, say, like someone like something, someone like your daughter has. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're pretty set in our ways and you really have to. When I say we, I just mean adults. Yeah. In general. Yeah. We're we're setting our ways, and so it's hard to open your mind up to the possibilities that you can do strange things with your mind. But to kids, you know, every, your imagination can run wild, and there's no real limit to what you can do with your mind. So, yes. you know, it's probably best to start doing that thing at a young age.
2: Well, what, what 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 brought it up is she wanted she has this obsession, which I don't know where it came from, for telekinesis, like moving stuff with her mind. Yeah. I'm like, you know,
1: she's a Star uh, Wars know. kid
2: yeah yeah exactly so i was like you know there's something called remote viewing it's pretty close to it we can learn it together because i had the dvd i never never did it, did it by myself mm-hmm. so i started with her and you know we'll see where it takes us it'll be fun nice
1: well that's cool man uh that's i think that's a really good note to wrap it on yeah um
2: episode. exactly and i think this was a good stream there's a lot of a lot to talk about we do have to fix i'll even fix the video because it was like what two or three minutes. Yeah, dropped it'd off.
1: Be easy to edit because I, yeah, yeah, it'd be easy to fix.
2: Yeah, well, you know, we are getting uh, our, our following is slowly but surely growing. We do have more and more fans that are interacting with us on on Twitter. Um, I see that the streams, I mean, the show is being downloaded and started and streamed, and people are following us. So on Spotify, so it is growing. So if you guys now are regulars, yeah.
1: If I was a first-time listener and I wanted to check us out on Twitter, where would I go?
2: Well, you go on Twitter, and our handle is UAP the podcast. So that's where you'll find us. And uh, and Topher, you have your own. Do you know what what your handle is?
1: I, I've got it. I nailed it <laughs> down after thirteen episode, twelve. Because I got it last week. It's Topher. It all. That's T O P P H E R. One P. Sorry, Topher. Yes. It all. As so, yeah, no we're guy. always on
2: there. Topher is always on there. Interact with us. Throw us stuff. Uh, we might be interviewing someone next week that's part of the family. Uh, she's very knowledgeable in this. She's shy, but, you know, I told her, you know, you don't have to show your face or anything like that. But she's we're very knowledgeable about her, this. We're going to huh? grill
1: her relentlessly so she never comes back <laughs> on the show. You can make sure I told her. told, told, told you yeah. that okay
2: so it'll be fun we'll just you know see understand why she why she's so interested in this why she's so obsessed and does she have any experiences in it anyway so that'll be the first interview and you know fans listeners if you guys want to come on shoot us a message on twitter um you know we'll evaluate the opportunity and then hopefully have have some of you on to discuss this insane subject that's just you know that i'm so obsessed with and i know Tofa is also yeah absolutely
1: we're so obsessed we started a flipping podcast
2: <laughs> just to talk about it you know not really to even great gain
1: uh, following
2: or anything yeah. right just to get it out yeah, i know <laughs>
1: we're, we're doing this truthfully we're doing this for ourselves absolutely um, because we would go insane and i think we have actually driven several people insane in our personal lives because this is all the stuff we talk about
2: <laughs> exactly like guys just start a podcast yeah <laughs>
1: Anyway, uh, also, you know, uh, feel free to give us some feedback. Uh we're on Spotify right now, but Adam, I think he said we we're going to tr- you were to try posting stuff on
2: on Rumble. So I'm going to start putting the videos on Rumble. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm going to put last week's video up today, and then this one I'm going to have to edit it because of what happened. So
1: That's fine. <laughs> well, we you know, we're still a little bit early. Uh ran into some technical difficulties there. Uh if you're listening to this, you are probably not hopefully you're not going to notice. Um, because I'm doing such a great job editing. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to to tell you, um, I yeah. watched several movies this weekend. It was Horror Movie Weekend. Okay. Um, the John Carpenter Apocalypse Trilogy. I know you'll like that. That's the thing. Apocalypse uh, the, Trilogy. The Prince of Darkness and mm-hmm. uh, In the Mouth of Madness. There are three horror movies by John Carpenter in the 80s. Okay. Very, very good. Each one, they're not... It's called the Apocalypse Trilogy. They're not like a series of movies. It's just three movies that kind of have similar themes. Okay. Uh, Prince of Darkness is is my favorite. Oh, and then I watched Dark City. Have you seen that? Yeah, I love that movie.
2: Isn't Dark City the one in a spaceship, right, at the end? Yeah. For everyone?
1: Yeah. (laughs) A little bit bit of a... It's not even... Because I think that happens about halfway through the movie when you figure that out. But Dark City is really good. And then actually, uh, last night, I started watching Knowing with Nick Cage. And... um, it's really good. <laughs> really? Um, I think you, you actually might like that. I was just um, going to
2: mention is it. Is it kid-friendly? Um,
1: it might. I, uh, <laughs> okay. I don't know how she does. I don't know how your daughter does with scary movies. Um, um,
2: it's not. It's, it's scary. not. It's I mean, not
1: super scary. It's a little creepy. Okay. There's no, like, jump scare weird things. It's just All right. some creepy stuff that happens. I'll um, check it out. I know when that no, movie wait. first came out, I got dragged pretty hard. Um it's because it's kid. nick cage but nick cage right. stays within himself he's not going nuts so on screen okay um but it is a pretty out there story i think if it came out like now honestly i think it would have been a lot more well received because it's it's uh very uh spiritual in a sense so it was ahead of its time yeah a little bit yeah I, th- I think so
2: all right yeah i'll check it out i always wanted to like you said everyone made fun of it i was like oh, okay maybe i shouldn't
1: yeah no i think it aged uh really well oddly enough anyway uh- we, nice we didn't talk different. about movies this week, and I've been consistently bringing them up the last couple episodes. I figure I might as well wrap, the, wrap yeah, it yeah, up. With a yeah, yeah, why not? Movie recommendation.
2: Exactly.
1: Cool. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to the Uncovering Anomalies podcast. Uh, it's so good to have you here with us. Um, yeah, send us your stories, send us your experiences, send us your feedback. Just send us stuff.
2: Something, yes. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk next week. We are very consistent.
1: Yes, we are. And we're, we, uh, are we edit and upload these typically the same day or within 24 hours of recording. Yeah. So everything is pretty topical. Exactly. Uh, we're Experience. trying to stay on top of it all.
2: Nice. All right. Until next week.
1: All right. Next week. See you guys.